what's going on y'all it's your boy so so in case you ain't no so and welcome back to another dope episode of sports with so so coming to you live y'all this week the heat go up three to one and head back to new york for game five so heat in five is still alive the panthers they get their brooms ready as they go up three zero on the toronto maple leafs talk about a sweep and lastly soso's f1 experience from this past weekend in miami was out of this world and we're gonna bring it to you next it's time to take a ride y'all let's go Eventful weekend, doggy. Bro, it's been a lot going on. It's been a lot going on. There's been a lot of positive things going on for a South Florida sports enthusiast like yourself. Like ourselves, right? Like ourselves. Um, I'm a schmuck. Yeah, so am I, but who? It depends who you ask, right? (laughs) If you ask my mama, dog, I'm a superstar. So. You know, you got to ask the right the right people and the right questions. Your mom loves me, though, so she might call me You feel me? Too, she, she's so proud she, of the show, saint, dog. All right, she's a saint. <laughs> Dorothy Mantis is a saint. You hear me? Uh, bro, it's good to see you, dog. Likewise, kid. Likewise, uh, last week we had a little bit of uh We were just moving. Change of plans, you know, from regular schedule programming, but we make it happen. I mean, when, when your life pretty much revolves around sports. You got to be flexible. You got to be able to roll with the punches. And thankfully, we've had a lot going on where we're enjoying ourselves, enjoying what's what's going on in sports with our local teams. And yeah, man, just, just staying on top of all of it, bro. Uh, what do you want to get into first? Dog? I wanted to ask you first. I wanted to get, I wanted to ask you first, how was your round in Key West? I've like John even asked me like, yo, they have golf courses in the Key West. I'm like, yo, they have golf courses everywhere. How was it, man? So it was great. Great weather. Um, I've always, you know, I go to Key West often, especially for work and stuff like that. But since forever, you know, I've always loved going to Key West. Uh, A lot of good times out there. A lot of good, good memories. But uh, I've always driven by the golf course. And, you know, even before I got into golf and I always saw it, you know, Hey, there's, there's a golf course there. Um, as I got into golf, I was always like, damn, I wish, you know, I played there. I wish right. I could play there one day. I never, never had the chance until this past weekend. Uh, it was a work opportunity, but uh networking opportunity for work, basically. And uh, it was a great time, dog. The weather was great. Uh, the course is dope. Really, really good shape. Cool layout. It was fun. We had a, we did a four-man scramble. Uh, we had a great time, me and these three random other guys. Uh, <laughs> it's always weird playing with randos, dog, because it's more than often, it's a good time. Right, because everybody has to be extra cool. Unless you're a jerk. It depends on, yeah, I guess. But it also depends on who you are. Like, there's certain people that would never be caught in that situation. Right. Just like introverts that would rather not put themselves out there. And, you know, they they feel safer with people they know and stuff like that. But um, if you you step outside of that comfort zone, it's really fun, bro. Because you start meeting these people from different walks of life. Then, you know, you start exposing yourself to different, you know, trains of thought and, and ideas and sometimes they might not be the best ones but it's it's just interesting to, to experience that and have that story shit you know? that might even help out your game right because you're like oh man i'm not the worst guy on the planet you know like- no, one of the dudes in my group i don't know if you saw my story shout out to miami golf bros go follow yes, us sir. on instagram but if you were watching my story that day i, I might i just have to post this bro because it was crazy they were rusted out the clubs, yes. the dude, don't, they don't golf like that, right? Like golf is like, yeah, they got a set of golf clubs. Like, oh, you golf? Yeah, I golf. Oh, I got a set of golf clubs. Yeah. 
they they play, have played in their life and they play occasionally. Right. So a relative comes into town, it's a get together, an occasion comes up. A, the father in law is like, hey, let's get around. Up. But they're not actively golfing down in Key West because they're trying to get out on the water. They want to be on, you know. They're fishermen, man. Yeah, exactly. But this dude's clubs, I guess, where he said he had them in storage, they were all rusted up, but like so bad. It looked like a custom paint job. Dog, it looked like <laughs> it looked like a crustacean. The clubs looked like crustaceans, bro. It was it, it, it looked like barnacles, clubs. bro. It was bad. That that much rust on it. I'm like, bro, I was like taking shots at him, but he it was all good. You know, I was taking jabs and he was I'm sure he had a great yeah, time. Yeah, he was taking them. The old man that I played with, I was hyping him up. He was hitting some crazy putts. And I was like, Man, you're on fire. That's a twenty five footer. Bro, it was like a thirty footer, dog. Jeez. It was crazy. That one was wild because it was coming in so hot that if it didn't hit the cup, it would have gone like off an the extra green. twenty feet. Would have gone off the green, <laughs> off the green for sure. And it hits the back of the cup, jumps up in the air like a foot, sits on the back of the cup, and then rolls back in. Wow, bro. crazy! Ended I need up, more breaks like that. He ended up telling me later on. He was like, "I'll be honest with you, man. I've never put this well in my life." <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I was like, Randy, you keep that shit up, man. Keep Whatever energy, you're doing, baby. you keep it. Oh, he was using somebody else's clubs. He's like, I think I'm, I'm going to give them back their clubs except for the putter. And I was like, <laughs> don't give the putter back, bro. That's your lucky putter right yeah, there. Yeah, it's yours now, man. So, you earned it. So, yeah, man, it was a good time. It was a good time. Met some random people. You know, got to play in Key West. Got my logo ball. Yeah. Um, you know, the course was in great, great shape, I, I thought. I don't know how much it cost. I didn't pay for it because it was all through work and all that stuff. But still dope. It, it was a great time, bro. It was great to play. And then, you know, also I had, you know, my lady and, and my dog out there uh, in, in the keys what was, more could you want dog it, was, it couldn't be a better weekend bro honestly. what more could you want man yeah um that's always dope dog you know getting to experience golf with other people right because that's what the game is about right now it feels like it's not necessarily oh who's the best or how you know how far can you drive it's like who has the best vibe you know who's out there to to network and talk and and learn something you know hype somebody else up like it's just you learn, Good energy. You learn a lot about somebody on the golf by, course by golfing with them, bro. Like Absolutely. just about who they are as a person and stuff like that. Just by Hell certain yeah. things that go on the nuances of the game. But yeah. enough about me, bro. I was your weekend, so it was good, man. Full of excitement, you know. Uh, definitely working on the post games and stuff like that, and watching our teams go at it. I got a I got a chance to play some golf this weekend and work on my game before the Miami Golf Pros Open 2023 at Innisbrook. Holla. Shout out to all the boys. The boys are buzzing. Oh, that chat has been on fire as of late. Yeah. And since we're going to plug Miami Golf Bros, new video just dropped. Yes, sir. Um, had a video, you know, there loading for a little while. And it finally got done. It dropped. Uh, so go check that out on YouTube, Miami Golf Bros. We're golfing in Columbia. We got a nine-hole, three-man scramble. It's a vibe. So it's go check vibe. that out. But yes, Innisbrook 2023, this is going to be lit in it's a couple weeks. It's going to be lit, man. So I had to make sure I get a couple of, you know, practice rounds and, and work on my game right and people think like oh work on your game like improve and it's like no just knowing where you're good at where you're bad at right what type of situations you feel more most comfortable in and how you can use that to your advantage to help your score right like you and i were talking about it i hit really good drives that day but i couldn't connect anything else after that mm. you know but it was it was uplifting for me to know like all right you know for a guy who's struggled keeping his ball on the fairway right 
having a performance like that just boosts my confidence when it comes to the driver, you know? So now I know I don't have to swing super hard or how to point uh, or aim in a certain direction if I'm playing over a shot. Like, there was a, you you played at that course and, you know, you have to hit the ball over water a bunch of times, you know? Or, yeah, that third hole, the par three. That's you know, a, that's a doozy. It's a doozy. Um, that one's hard. The I think it is the fifth hole as well. Has water to the immediate left, water to the immediate right. The fairway's kind of a, a weird dog le- leg left. The, but the, the second hole, just the second hole on that course, is tough a, too. Is, is a dog leg like right all around water. There's water all along the right side, mm-hmm. so you can't really you can hit driver there, but you can get in trouble if you hit it left. It's it's on the five ninety five. If you hit it right, you're in the water. You're in the water. So the the that type of situational thing is is what I what I think about when I say like I'm working on my game, you know, working on the situation because you could always practice mechanics. You can practice your mechanics 24 seven, but it's always different when you're on the golf course, because guess what? Your line may not be the same. The ground might be a little bit wet. Like there's conditions right, you, of you gotta nature. Play, you got to play the swing that. that you took that day, whatever swing showed up on the course that day is what you got to get. So facts. Well, that's good. You got your practice in, bro. Yeah, and then on, some, on top of everything else you're doing. Uh, yeah, on top of everything else I'm doing, I found myself at Formula One this weekend. At, Saw that, bro. Which is crazy. I didn't crazy. know you had it like that, son. Who'd you hit up? No. You hit up Tyreek or some no, shit to get tickets? No, man. We just we just work hard on this side, man. But, that's awesome, man. Uh, yeah, you know, we got to go out. I got to go out there with my wife too, and that shit was a w- super cool experience. And we're gonna get into that later. But just seeing the amount of people that were there was wild to me because those are things that. All-Star game brings, you know, Super Bowl, playoff games, those type of big type of events, you know, Mm -hmm. boxing matches, MMA events, where you get such a big crowd of diversity, you know, and that's what that was on on Sunday, which was super cool to be a part of. Um, And that's after, after we saw the Miami Heat go up three to one, uh, you know, two to one, right? Heading into a big game four, where they come out victorious, 109 to 101, in a game where I kind of felt, I was waiting for New York to take over, right, and show some type of life. But then the Miami Heat defense just showed up and intensified. And the one thing that I can walk away from that that game, which I mentioned on the recap, shout out to Richie, man, uh, for joining me on that. It's out right now, was Bam start. He came out firing on all cylinders, dog. And for, for everybody who was hating on Bam earlier, right, in that game too, yeah, not only you, right, myself, a couple other people were kind of critical about his effort. Um, you can tell that that shit does get to him and it means something to him because he's responded since that. Game three, excellent game. Game four, even better game. Ending the game with 23 points and 13 rebounds. But his impact was felt immediately. Had seven rebounds in that first half and just really took away any type of idea or belief that or confidence that New York could build on. Like every time New York made two points in a row or four points in a row, he would come down and find a way to hit a big three, have a big dunk, you know, get two offensive rebounds, keep a possession alive, make a steal, get an easy layup. Every time that New York had a chance to get close to the lead or go up, Miami Heat had a response and that shit was impressive because we haven't seen that. And this the Heat team looks so different 
from what we saw in the last 100%. month of the season. Uh-huh. Everybody, everybody. I mean, with the exception of, of Bam and Jimmy, you know, Bam, the question was always, can he do this now in the playoffs? Right. Because he's playing how he normally plays in the playoff in the regular season. Um, but yeah, a hundred percent. I, I, you know, I agree with you, man. These guys are playing a lot different, you know, way different caliber, uh, with a different intensity and a different fire and a different passion ever since that playing game against Atlanta, you know, where we lost, Yeah. um, you know, we were literally backs against the wall and we've done everything then, you know, since that we needed to. And, and that second, in that first series, I think it was the second game or the third game where Bam got shut out against the Bucks. Mm -hmm. He didn't really contribute much. It really didn't do, you know, it wasn't, you know, for the scheme factor wasn't a factor and then bam switched it up and started running him the point through him later in the game on the you know the second half of the game you know switching it up and i think that that helped bam get some confidence you know to to you know to to feel like all right i can perform in these situations and in these moments and um we're seeing we're seeing a lot more of that man bam getting big Big. And not not just kind of hesitating, hitting you with one, two, three pumps, and then going up and just hitting the back iron. Like, no, now he's give me the ball, one bounce, going to the rim, and if he gets fouled, that's a three-point play because yeah. he, he can finish at the rim every single time for us. He's been great from the free throw line this year, man, and it's really helped stabilize his game because now the defense can't just hack him. Right. And say, well, we'll send him to the line like we're doing with Robinson and Randall. Right. Like anytime those guys are close to the rim, it's like we're going to follow you. Go earn your points on the on the free throw line. Bam is definitely an asset because of that. Right. So teams are more reluctant to foul him around the basket to say, let's not give this guy the three point opportunity because he can hurt us every time with it. Just just wild, man, to see just just the intensity, bro. You know, the intensity that the Heat are playing with on offense, on defense, like how much Spo is relying on the rotation. That's one thing that, that goes unnoticed for the common fan, right? They don't notice the that the fact that everybody is contributing. Case in point, that game, uh, game four at, at the half, every single person that the Miami Heat put on the floor had points. Every single person had points. So what does that tell you? Yeah, you get 16 points from Bam in the in the half. You get another nine from Jimmy, who's who's been you know kind of playing all right uh, in this series as far as offense goes. He hasn't been shooting the best or as as lights out as as he was in the Buck series. But you know you get an extra eight points from from Struz, and that's it. Everybody else contributed three or four points. But that just shows you how their their confidence in to say I'm going to hit a shot. I'm going to hit a shot this game. I'm going to hit multiple shots this game. And when the ball comes my way on the rotation, right, where there's the third pass and the fourth pass and I'm the last guy holding it, I feel 100% confident in taking that shot and making it. Lowry, Strews, Duncan hitting threes, right? Um, who's the other dude that I'm missing? Caleb Martin, man. Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent. All of these guys that aren't necessarily lights-out shooter with the exception of Duncan, they've all been hitting big shots randomly. It's like, oh... Like I said earlier, uh, oh, the Heat, uh, you know, have allowed five straight points. Game is getting to three points, five points. Here's a three. Here's a two. Here's a layup. Here's a dunk. Here's another three. And it's always one of these other guys. It's not, it hasn't necessarily been Bam and Jimmy. But 
No, it hasn't. It's, you talk about you talk about the rotation, and bro, you gotta you gotta give credit where credit is due, man. Coach Spo is world class as what, what he does, bro. Because you know you, we talk a guy, you know we talk about a guy like Cal Lowry, bro, who we've been bagging on for the last two seasons now. You know, mm-hmm. lack of production, underwhelming, lackluster. You know, you name it, we we we've thrown in his his way, and you know that price tag, you know that he came with. A, a playoff performance run that he's having like this one makes a fan like us that's been spewing at the mouth all mm-hmm. this hatred for the last two seasons mm-hmm. feel a little bit better about the paycheck that he's getting. Like, all right, this dude's earning his minutes because Kyle Lowry is definitely having an impact out there. Hell yeah. Not just on, you know, the the offensive side of the ball, but the defensive side of the ball. I don't know how many times he shut down Randall. Mind you, he Randall's has like, like a three blocks taller. on him, dog. And, in the series, and he's playing some some good minutes down there, bro. He's he's giving us everything that he's got. He's showing us why he got, you know he got paid where he got paid. So I was, I wanted to just shout out Kyle Lowry because I know we've been dogging him, but he's really playing great and he's coming off the bench for us. So when Jimmy checks out or one of these guys check out, it's nice to have a guy like him coming off the bench, keeping that pressure, making sure that we're still getting buckets and getting the ball where it needs to be, and just being able to control the flow of the game, right? And that's been a huge you know advantage that the Heat have had. They've been able to control a majority of how this this series has gone, right? Because with their physicality, with their pace, their tempo, their their ability to run on the break, right after they get a rebound or something like that. Ooh, one guy. I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to cut you off. Talk about him because we talked about him on the recap. Kevin man. Love. Yeah, man. Oh Look. my god, bro, that was how weird. Not weird, but like <sighs> what a move. Now what, looking back, looking back at it, it's a, it's such a great move. But it's like such a good fit for us. So Joel, it feels it, like he's been on the heat for like five years. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. Like you mentioned, Kyle Lowry, his experience coming off the bench is crazy. Love's experience coming off the bench or even starting is crazy. So you're talking about players who have the the ability, right, to shut out the noise. Focus on what's important, right? And do the right thing. Do the right thing. Because more often than not, that's going to set somebody else up. And if it doesn't, it allows your superstar player or whoever is the one that's playing the best for you at the moment, it allows them to do their job even more effectively because they can count on you without having to look your way, right? We've seen Lowry make some big defensive plays. We've seen Kevin Love take some big charges, have some big rebounds, right? His a couple of big shots for us. And I say big because in the momentum of the game, those are things that help keep the momentum on the heat side. Yeah, yeah. They they come down the lane and they fire off a three off the corner from you know from somebody and then we come right back and shoot one right in their mouth and it kills their momentum. We're regaining the momentum right when they think they're taking it. Yeah, and it just re- reminds the Knicks like, yo, we're not going away. Nah. This team is not going away. It's not going to fade like we've seen in the fourth quarter before. You saw what Julius Randle said, right? Yeah, bro. His, That's his, sus, bro. That's if I'm a New sus. York fan, but if I'm a New York fan, bro, <laughs> Are you are you not hot if you hear one of your players saying that they wanted more than us? Apparently, yeah. That's, it, that, I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically that's basically what he, what said. he said. But yeah, it would bother me in the sense of like, you know, that's not Brunson saying that. If Brunson is saying that, you kind of swallow that pill a little bit more because you're like, all right, our leader is recognizing that other guys are not stepping up to the plate and 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 really showing effort. One thing is it's for your best player to say it. It's another thing for your second best player who hasn't been performing for him to say it. That's what would have bothered me more as a Knicks fan. Yeah. You know, because it's like, all right, dog, if you're averaging 30 points a game or damn near 30 points a game in this series, 
I'm not telling you shit. If you come out and say maybe they wanted more than us, I'm looking at the rest of my teammates like, what are you guys going to do to help me, right? Sure. Which is why I said Brunson But I earlier. feel like they're all having a pretty good, like Brunson's putting up numbers every he's, game. He's great, Julius bro. Randle, you know, when great. he's playing, he, he's putting up points and he's having, you know, I was I would argue that, you know, Randle's not doing enough for the Knicks. That's the point. You know, he needs to be doing more for the Knicks. Um, so, but the other guys, man, that they got, you know, the, the heart. Uh, yeah, he hasn't provided anything really. I mean, the only guy that has been reliable besides Brunson and Randall has been RJ Barrett. And Barrett has been good too, but he's yeah. also we're, we're keeping him under wraps, bro. Yeah, we're man. keeping him contained. Yeah. So man. these guys don't really have an answer for us, which you know begs the question: Do we close this out in Game Five on the road in New York in the Garden? Well, I think we should have swept them. Because we lost that game, too, without Jimmy Butler, number Correct. one, and Bam having a bad game. Yep. A legit Bare, bad game. Barely, we, we, we and we barely lost that, that game. game. And lost it in the last six minutes. We barely lost that game. And the, barely. With, within two, with two minutes left in the game, it was still a one-possession one game. Mm-hmm. So it was very winnable for the Miami Heat. And looking back at it, I'm sure they're kicking themselves in the foot right now, like in the butt or whatever. Like... Damn, we had these fools, right? We had these fools and we could have swept them. So I think that they're going to use that game two performance to motivate themselves to go up and win game five and say, you know what? We let one slip away before New York. We're not going to let this shit slip away now because if we do, that opens the door for the Knicks to even have more belief, whether they're coming to Miami or not, like to just steal another game, right? And make it a, a seven game series. So I really feel confident right now in the Heat's ability to recognize the moment. And, you know, it's it, it, we were talking about the effort thing. If you look at the effort, if you look at the point, the team stats, you're going to see hustle plays in Miami Heat's favor, which are steals, uh, fast break points, uh, you know, points in the paint. We've been, we've been Se- doing second well. Second chance points. Second chance points, right? Uh, offensive rebounds. We've been dominating them on the offensive rebound when it comes to the series. Those are things that you look at and you're like, bro, to play that type of basketball, you got to want that. You know, I'm sure you've played a bunch of times where you're like, dog, I don't want to cover this guy because he's all energy. He doesn't stop running. He jumps for every single rebound, whether he gets it or not. Like, I'm tired of covering this guy. And I feel like that's how the Heat are playing. And the Knicks are tired of covering a guy like Struz who's hustling for everything. Tired of covering a guy like Caleb who doesn't stop running. Like Gabe Vincent that leaves it all out. Every single play, bro, he leaves it out there. It's it's uh it's tough to play against. It's tough to play against it, and you're not matching that energy. So I think that energy and that belief is gonna keep the hashtag Heat in Five a real real you know possibility of happening on on Wednesday night, man. I I, I can I can see us losing the game if their three best players go out and each put up 25 single points, you know, a big game from Brunson, a big game from Randall, a big game from Barry, and you get some type of production from your bench. But we haven't seen that production from the bench. We've only seen the heat bench produce and, and the cast of unsung heroes. Like we, we, we liked calling them last year. That, that is such a huge advantage. And I don't think any other team right now in the playoffs is playing with that type of confidence when it comes to their, role players when it comes to their bench players. Miami, he has the best bench right now for sure in in the NBA playoffs, right? You look at Boston, they struggle sometimes when they have to go to the bench. Philadelphia's definitely struggled. Lakers have struggled when they have to go to their bench. Like all these teams, uh, Golden State has struggled when they have to rely on their role players and bench players. All of those teams have been struggling. The Heat have been winning 
because of that. And it's just something that is hard to match. And if you don't have that, and then you put a guy like Jimmy Butler at the head of the pack, I'm sorry, dog, but I don't, I, I don't see the Knicks matching that effort. I don't. I really don't. And it's not hating on the Knicks. They're a solid young team. They're gonna gain a lot of experience from this, and I feel like they're gonna, they're gonna know what they have to add to that team in order to beat a team like us. You know what I mean? So like, we're probably doing them a favor by be- beating them like this because the Heat, for whatever, for whatever you want to say about how we finished the last two, three seasons, they've been about winning. And competing for a championship, legitimately, you know, while other teams have, they'll say that they do, or they're trying to get to championship caliber, that he have been there. We've made three, two big runs, one in the bubble, one after the bubble, where we got to the Eastern Conference Finals, and now we're one game away from reaching the Eastern Conference Finals again. So ever since Jimmy's been here, it's always been Eastern Conference Finals or bust, and it hasn't been bust yet. Even with the worst regular season that, that we can imagine, right, we, we're still in a position where we're at that level, which is wild. As an eight seed. I don't really think we're an eight seed. We, I, you and no, I know that I, because I, the I, talent I, isn't that. But still, it, yeah, it, it, it is, is what it is, it is, dog. We're an eight seed, bro. And yeah. we took out a one. Yeah. And we're, we're very close. One game, to be exact. We're one game away from the Eastern Conference Finals. I think we're going to do it, dog. And, and and you know what? I said it uh I said it off camera yesterday with Rich, but depending on and I don't I don't want to look ahead, right? I, I really want to get this game five on Wednesday, but depending on who the matchup is, one might be a five, six game series, the other one might be six, seven games. But I definitely give the Heat the advantage just based off what I've seen of having the role players. You know, like Jimmy Butler, he's averaging thirty three points this this postseason, but in the last games that we played against the Knicks, he hasn't gone over 30 points. He hasn't and we, needed to. And he hasn't needed to. Where if you tell me, you know, Boston doesn't get 30 from Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, they're probably losing, right? If B doesn't go for 30 or Harden doesn't go for 30, one of those teams are probably losing. Steph Curry doesn't go for 30. Clay doesn't go for 30. And Golden State is struggling. If LeBron doesn't hit 30, Joker doesn't hit 30, Murray doesn't, all these teams are going to struggle. We're the only team that I can look, sit back and look at you know, objectively and say, yeah, their superstar player doesn't have to have a superstar game in order for them to win because they're going to get that extra effort from everybody else. Yeah, because we need that's how we can win. We need that because Jimmy can have a 45 point game and we can still lose. Yeah. If it's only Jimmy that's doing anything that night. So in order for us to do well, we need everybody. And that's what we're getting right now, bro. We're getting everybody. a lot of contribution, man. We're getting a collective team effort. I think uh, Greg Popovich will be proud. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you speak of Greg Popovich. Coach Spo just joined him and Phil Jackson in the in the record books. 103 playoff wins with one team. What? Amazing. What? And counting. Y'all better respect this dude, Spo. And counting, dog. Y'all better respect this dude, Spo. I don't ever want to hear about this such and such is a great coach. Nah, good coaches. Everybody else that's not Spo is a good coach. Because Spo is definitely leading the pack when it comes to being a great coach. He's on the great the great echelon. Absolutely, dog. Yeah, Heat and Five, man. Hashtag Heat and Five. And Fire. we've been getting that pizza mañana. You can't be hating yeah, on dog. that. Let me ask you this question, though. Go ahead. Who do you want to Who do you want to see? or not see in the Eastern Conference Finals? Both teams pose a threat to us, obviously. Both teams are really good. But I'm going to I'm gonna go back to what I was saying earlier. Uh, as far as the team that I see us beating in five or six games, that would be Philadelphia. Because 
We can let him be go off and literally shut down everybody else. Shut down Harden, Maxi, everybody else. Because the Heat have done it against Philadelphia multiple times. So I, I feel like that's the easier of the two matchups for the Heat. Just defensively, we'll be levels above them. Levels above them. Levels above them. You know, and if Bam continues to play with his confidence, I don't think Embiid can guard him. You know, he's not going to be able to guard him without getting into foul trouble. On the reverse, I th- the series that would go six, seven games, I think would be the Boston series because Boston, they have a a very dy- not dynamic duel in Tatum and Brown. Uh, not to not to shit on Harden, but I think Jaden Brown is better right now at this point in, in their careers, right? Of just the reality of today. Um, and then you throw in a guy who, like Jason Tatum who can literally do everything on the court. He can defend, he can hit threes, he can attack the rim. He's given us a lot of trouble. He's given Bam a lot of trouble as far as defense goes. So I would see that series being a little bit harder. But both of these teams are going to look a little bit past the heat. Not necessarily with disrespect, but just to be like, all right, we expect these guys to be here. Let's take care of business. Instead of saying like, oh shit, they came back. Fuck, we got to we gotta play our absolute best. We can't slip, you know? And I don't think they're looking at us like that right now. For that reason, I want Boston. Mm. I want Boston, man. I still got a bad taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, we took out Milwaukee, so right. we paid them back. Yeah, <laughs> we've, we've kind of flipped, flipped with them, right? We yeah, knocked here's you a out, gentleman sweep. Out. Now we got them back, so we're good. We're, we're all square with Milwaukee. But we got a we got a debt to to settle with Boston. Yeah, that would be fun, man. And I think the NBA would like that too. And you're right. And then, if if I may, of course, going, you may. going past that, this has been the buzz. This is not just my idea. You know, I, I think I saw this out there on Instagram. It's been out there. But if if we can get through Boston, then I would love to get a rematch against the King and the Lakers. Yeah, they owe us because that 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 championship was was taken from us. You know, with those injuries. Uh, Dragic got hurt uh, Who was balling for us In the playoffs Bam got hurt Who was balling In that playoffs for us uh, So yeah I would love that That rematch But one thing at a time Right It yeah. starts with getting Game 5 in, in New York Which is not gonna be easy You and I both know that uh, The Garden has, Is a tough Tough place to To win at uh, I've been there myself For yeah, a heat Especially heat with game, New York so. fans Bro Crowding the building I mean I mean trust me The rowdy fans it, the, the game I went to Bro was rowdy And it was just A regular season game like, You know <laughs> And uh, this was when the way Wade was playing. So imagine, you know, like the stakes were high because people want to see a show. So this this game five is going to be hard, but the Heat are going to take it. The Heat are going to take it. We're going to have that hashtag Heat in five. And uh, yeah, move on to the Easter Conference Finals yet again. Love that, bro. Yet again. Love wow. That. Wow. Uh, you know you know what I've really been loving, man? And I I I almost feel like we have to apologize every time we talk about them, but... This fucking Panthers team, dog. Like, if you can't tell by my shirt, I'm wearing my Panthers shirt today, you know. Uh, I'm I'm definitely feeling the the Panthers right now, dog, because what what they're providing, Joel, is beyond excitement. It's it's literally historic and it's groundbreaking as far as how this team has been able to overcome a bunch of things. Injuries, playing bad, being down, having bad draws, playing against Making the playoffs as an eighth seed in the wild card, surviving that, facing the number one seed, beating them, coming back, and th- being down 3-1, and then facing the next best team in the NHL and being up 3-0 on them. And every almost every game has been like a comeback where they have to face a real type of adversity. 
And every time the Panthers have answered the fucking bell. And again, you know, it's funny. We mentioned it earlier. Like, oh, if you had a million dollars and somebody told you to bet it on the Panthers, you probably would have not bet it on the Panthers. You would have said, man, I'll put my money on the heat. I'll put my money on the Dolphins, make them playoffs again or something like that. But I'm not putting my money on the Panthers. And right now they're making the entire NHL world feel foolish for counting them out. And we have to, you know, apologize to the coach, uh, Mitchell. Uh, this dude took a lot of heat. We gave him a lot of heat. I gave him a lot of heat for, for his tactics, rotation. Did he make the right trade? Like what's he doing with the goalie position? And he always had his belief and felt like this team was going to be able to perform when it needed to. And lo and behold, bro, this team has performed six straight. Six straight playoff wins. We, Franchise we didn't. We didn't win six regular season games in a row. No guy. That's that's that was the that was the concern. That was the reason for our skepticism. You know, going into this, we two months ago we didn't know we were going to make the playoffs, and then we do, and we <clears throat> battled it out against the best team in the league and beat them in a seven game overtime. You know, victory. And now we're just steamrolling, it looks like, through the next best team in the league, the, le- the next best team available. And it's looking like the beginning of a freight train that's just starting to take off and there's no end in sight. Yeah, bro. It's it's all three games that the Panthers have won have been impressive. You know, they get they win game one, four to two, get the early lead and uh, have to, again, battle some adversity. After an own goal. After an own goal, you know, which was when do you weird. see that? And it even happened, and, and it happened again in Game Three, where Stahl hit the puck, and it—that's you know, what I was talking about. Oh, that happened in Game Three, but in Game One, we had a lot of giveaways that led to them, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs coming, you know, and getting the lead. But in the third period, it's always like the Panthers know, hey, we have to get it right now before this period is over. We have to get it. Win four two on, on on Game One. Come back to in, in Toronto. Win Game Two in Toronto after being down two zero in the first period. Bring it down to one, and then you have the shutout in 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 the second period. Go up three to two, and then you never look back and play an entire shutout period where your your goalie goes on to make well, every single save from the second period on. So with you know we talk about all the parallels between the Heat. And the and the Panthers are something we talk about regularly now, mm-hmm. uh, and and they keep getting more and more you know identical. Man, you talk about the Heat being an eight seed, yeah. Panthers were an eight seed, yeah. Taking out the number one seed, the Panthers took out the number one seed, <sighs> possibly advancing to their respective conference final on Wednesday if they can close out. Wild. Heat and Panthers, right? Wild. A lot of parallels. Guys that get paid a lot of money. Okay, I talked about Cal Lowry and mm-hmm. finally kind of living up to his paycheck. Well, not this guy hasn't been a concern like that, but recently we, you know, this season has has been some question marks around yeah. Big Bob's performances Hell yeah. and what he's been able to do. And as of late, these last six games, let me tell you that Big Bob is earning the big bucks for a reason, baby. Hey, that guy's getting a pat on the back oh every single God. time he walks in. He's like, "Going, hey Bob, you need something? I'm gonna go to you. You want something?" And he deserves it because, yeah, to go through the the scrutiny, right, of being the highest paid player on the team, you know, having the biggest contract, uh, having the biggest and most important position, right? Goalie is the most important position in that in that sport. Like you carry that weight with you and he's done it with class. He's not a guy who's going to, you know, 
you know, unleash on the media or like clap back at a reporter or something like that. He's not that type of dude. He's been very diligent about his work and his abilities and, and he's just been showing it, bro. And I, I, I really like that the Panthers themselves are recognizing it. You know, like after the game three win, Matthew Kachuk, who is undoubtedly become our leader, right? Which is weird to say him having his first season here, but he's taking on that follow me role. You know, I'm going to lead us and allow Barkov to, to kind of like just silently have one of the best series of his fucking career. Kachuk just went after the, after the goal by Reinhardt, right? In, in OT to, to win the game. Kachuk went straight to Big Bob and they called it the hug on Instagram and all that stuff. But you can just see how much it meant for an offensive powerhouse like Kachuk is, right? Who's been scoring goals, assisting goals, like doing everything for this team and how much appreciation he had for the even more important guy in Big Bob, right? Because, yeah, it's 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 not an easy thing to deal with, but when you do deal with it, the reward is that much more fulfilling because of what it what it brings you. It brings the the, the heat to uh the heat, the Panthers to a 3-0 lead, right? Where they're going to be able to say, "Hey, we came back on the best team and then we swept the very next team." Put us in front of whoever. We can play Tampa Bay right now and it wouldn't matter, dog. You know? It's just incredible how this season has turned out for both of these teams and even more so the Panthers. I mean, you talk about last season was the first season in franchise history that, that we even got to the second round, dog. You got it. And now we're, we're three games in and we're, we're perfect this year, looking to make it past the second round for the first time. Bro, with a sweep, Joel. That, with that a was, sweep. Because like it's one thing to say, Konya, you won, right? Hey, we won our second round series. But to win it in an impressive fashion, in a dominating fashion like that, where you go on the road I in the first the two games. like the Maple Leafs, bro. What? The Canadians invented hockey. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't really do it. Well, but they basically did. They're great at it. It's like two things, you know, to be Canadian. You got to like maple syrup and yes. you got to like hockey. Yeah, yeah, That's for sure. That's about it. That's about it. That, that, that qualifies you to be Canadian, I That's think. That's uh, But yeah, bro, like, it's, it's wild to see these guys on the cusp of making history. History. Not only to advance to the to the Eastern Conference Finals, but in the way that you do it by sweeping a team, like that's not easy to do in hockey, man. Like in any sport, in bro. any sport, it's not easy to go out there in the playoffs. Yeah, you're talking about any given game; these are professionals. They're gonna win. They're, they're the you know the, the statistics are gonna say they're bound to win one. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man! And just, just again, bro, the way that the Panthers are going about it uh, is 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 beyond exciting. Nah, it'd be awesome to do it in front of the home crowd, man. Right? And that place was packed. You and I went to that game, dog, this season. No, they have been, bro. Those, those games have and been this electric. shit was lit, dog. Those games have been electric. Couldn't barely playoffs. see a Tampa, a Toronto Maple Leaf fan in there. Barely, you know. It, it looked like they were just scattered white shirts here and there. Uh, just just impressive, man. Impressive that these guys are going to be able to have a chance to sweep a Toronto Maple Leafs to get into the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, like, It'd be great, bro. It'd it would be great. be great. You know, one, one guy I do have to... It I got be the start of something beautiful. 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 And when what's crazy, Joel, like, um, we talked about how these franchises, right, between the Panthers, Dolphins, and the Heat, 
how these pr- fr- fr- franchises are kind of battling for the attention of the South Florida fan, right? You have the Heat with the edge because they've obviously been able to win championships. The Panthers have made moves and been really productive and really competitive in these last three years. And then you have the Dolphins emerging with a quarterback, uh, an exciting wide receiver core, a great defense in the making, a young, exciting head coach with a bunch of touchdowns who made the playoffs. Like th- these franchises know that it's no longer about the, hey, look at us. We're your hometown team. It's no, hey, look at us. We're winning and we're we're winning we're trying to put ourselves in a position to win titles, right? That's an amazing thing for me as a South Florida sports fan because it just it just lets me know that these teams do care about us and they do care about the product that they're putting on the ice, court, field, whatever. And the Panthers have heavily invested in this team, made big moves, <clears throat> controversial moves when we traded Hubie, but it's been working for them. Everything that we've seen so far in this playoffs points to that. And if they make that Easter Conference Finals, I don't see why they can't win it. And imagine having that where you get the Heat, go to the Easter Conference Finals to try to win that Easter Conference Finals. And if they do, another trophy, right? Panthers go out there and win it. That'll be like a, an amazing thing. First time in God knows how many years that they win an Easter Conference Finals. And then now you just translate that into the upcoming football season for both the Canes and the Dolphins and the promise that both of those teams showed. Like, bro, we're, we got to get used to being a winning town now, you know, because that's what we are. The Panthers are definitely a winning team. Heat are definitely a winning team. It's just so exciting, dog. It's so exciting. And then it's now is the time to get behind the Panthers. If you haven't watched them at all, like you're dead in the water sleeping, but you, you need to tune into these games. Put it on your phone, like I said last week, man, and, and watch it because you're, you're watching history with and these even Panthers. Even if you, you don't know hockey, you can't, you know, watch the whole thing. Just keep up with it. Just yeah. keep up with the scores on your ESPN app. Go over, you know, look at the, look at it the, during the period and stuff, get an update. Maybe watch the end of the game, the the third period. Right. You know, you're in for a show. They're, 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 these games are insane right now. So you don't want to miss out. Man, both of these teams with a chance. You know, at the time of you guys listening to this recording Wednesday night to go to their prospective Eastern Conference finals after victories uh, that teams really didn't. Like you said, people who get paid a lot of money didn't pick either of these teams to make it that far. And, and these guys are making it happen. Yeah, but though. Miami gets no love, bro. South Florida we sports don't. get no love. This is we why don't. we do what we do, we baby. Shout out Sports and So-So. Now's a good time to like, comment, and subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, yeah, dog. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Nah, bro. It's, it's pumped. I'm pumped. I'm pumped for tomorrow or wow. today. By the time you're listening to this, tonight is going to be electric. Yeah. Two TVs running at the same time. Two big games. Elimination games. I mean, what more do you want? I have to mention one last thing about the Panthers before we move on to the F1 stuff. Uh, Toronto's playing with a backup goalie this next game. That's 10. 10 goals down that, their throat. That, that just... Like I, I'm, I feel bad for the dude because they're throwing him into a must-win game, game four on the road. Hey, go out there and have the game of your life and stop this juggernaut that's heading towards us. But if you're the Panthers, you have to be uber excited about this opportunity that you have in front of you to to really pepper this guy with a lot of shots, fight or flight. And and that's another thing. The Panthers have been definitely leading the this series in shots on goal, like. By a huge margin. And, and you're talking about a very talented uh, offensive team in Toronto, and they haven't been able to hang. It's just this this Panthers team, bro. It's, it's wild, man. It's, it's wild. It's wild. Uh, let's wrap up the show with the Formula One race that happened this weekend. 
if if you guys haven't watched the Netflix special or a documentary on it, like, yeah, you you need to tune into that. Oh, dog. so many people have told me to get you on need it and to watch tune it, into bro, that. And I'm just like, it's high level I'll drama. Get, I'll get around to it, but I just haven't. But I've heard nothing but great things about the the series. It's so exciting because a it's like a very limited sports. There's 20 cars on the field. So that means there's only 20 drivers. So even if you're a great driver, you may not make an F1 team, right? And those guys, what they push themselves through in order to race is wild. You know, you're talking about being way below your body weight, having uh, X amount of G-force on your neck, right? At any given time, you're you're racing at speeds of 200 miles per hour, taking a turn at 175 miles per hour, like with a guy on your tail and like, you know what I mean? There's there's so many things happening in, in that race that you need to watch that Netflix special to kind of get an understanding of it. But I'll, I'll tell you one thing. If you're just a, a common person and or a common fan and you're like, you know what? I just want to go see the show. You got a hell of a show on Sunday. Uh, this weekend was raw because they have the practices on Thursday and Friday that the fans go out to. Let's you get a little bit closer to the cars and like some of the drivers walk around. And then you, Saturday you have your qualifying where everybody's locked in, right? Trying to get a good position on the grid. A lot of things happened throughout qualifying. There was almost two crashes. Um, and the guy who won the race actually did one of the worst uh, when it came to qualifying. He ended up qualifying ninth. Um, his teammate ended up qualifying first. And the whole thing going into the, into Sunday was like, is Max going to be able to catch Sergio Perez? This dude is is just unbelievable, dog. Because they base essentially have the same car, same setup, same suspension, same tires. They essentially have everything the same, right? Maybe some tweaks here and there. Like, no, I like my tire pressure a little bit softer, or make the suspension a little bit harder in the front, whatever. But everything else is the same. And this dude, the way he can maneuver that machine, because it's not a car, it's a machine, right? It's 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 a machine that. Except propels people really, really fast, and this dude is is one of the best at, at all times because and he came from ninth about Max Verstappen. Yeah, just, okay, I just wanted to make sure he came from ninth in the grid to first. He's been the first guy to do that in over fifteen years to go and win that race from ninth position. Raw, that's raw, and and and, and theoretically, you think. Oh, that should be shouldn't be that hard if you're such a good driver and you have a fast car. I mean, bro, those but other, there's a field of people. Other there. Eight guys ahead of you are there for a reason, and it's not like they're they're gonna let you get by them or well, you have I'm a ton of space to get through. Lewis Hamilton, maybe was he in this race? He was in this race. He did okay. He ended up finishing in the top ten. I would, uh, I would have thought he would be up there in the qualifying. His uh, car just another, hasn't had it. Man. Uh, Mercedes doesn't have it right now. Um, even his teammate George Russell, who has you know really good season going on so far he wasn't able to keep up with the red bulls they're they're way too fast and even the aston martin that was being driven by um fernando alonso this dude was driving that machine like like no other he's one of the oldest guys on the circuit literally he's like 36 37 years old which is really old for a sport who's usually for guys in their early 20s uh but this dude was able to maneuver and get himself into third place which is really hard to do when you think about Ferraris are in the mix. You got the two Mercedes in the mix and you got a bunch of, uh, you got the McLarens in the mix. And these are teams that are spending uncountless amount of money in order to make their team, you know, and their cars that much more competitive. And none of those guys held a stick to those Red Bulls. 
And and I'll tell you what, bro. As a person, I watched all the a lot of the races right on TV, and you have an idea of what fast is, right? Because everybody's gone at least a hundred miles per hour in a car, right? Yeah, uh, and that's fast. And that's fast, real fast. And then you think about that, and you translate it to like, okay, I'm in a car that's pretty much even with the ground, right? I'm sitting on the floor, I'm going 180 miles per hour, and I can't really see anything. I'm just, I just know what the track is. Left turn, right turn. Okay, now another left turn. All right, slow turn, and then the right turn. Then straight for like half a second. Okay, it's crazy. It's crazy. And these dudes are driving 185 miles per hour. So when I was standing with my girl by the track, right, as the race is starting, you can hear them coming, right? The buzz. And then once they come, it's they're gone. It's that I'm recording this with my phone in 4K, 60 frames per second. If you guys don't know about camera shit, that's really fast. It's catching a lot of stuff. And they look like blurs. They look like blurs on my phone. And I'm thinking to myself, like, dog, imagine what that feels like being in the car. I can't. I can't. I can't. And and you got to, bro, you got to have your your balls on tight I need to, to really in get in that in that vehicle and push it. What a nice pair of brown pants, I'll tell you that much. I, my whole suit would have to be brown, dog. Yeah. Or just not even black. It needs to be brown, brown. And, and yellow in the front. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it needs to be yellow in the front. <laughs> yep. But, I, I don't I can't even imagine, bro. It's like you get up there, bro, to 100 miles an hour, and you start doing, you know, 100 miles an hour straight, that's one thing. But you start turning a little bit, changing a lane or something oof. like that. You start feeling everything a little bit more. Like, I can't only imagine, bro. In, in an F1 car, dog. I'll never forget that shit, man. Like, I was recording and my phone was shaking. Like, my, I'm, I'm really gripping my hand, dog. Like, I'm gripping it because I don't want my phone to fall, obviously. But I'm gripping this shit like, all right, I want the video to be stable, <laughs> you know, that I'm taking. And, dog, these guys are driving by and it's like, woo, 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 woo. Just, just amount of speed, and wow. one, and one thing that stuck with me, dog, is like the fuel smell, bro. Completely different than anything that you'll ever smell on this planet, dog. Completely different. Like it's talk about a clean fuel smell, dog. That's where you're getting because isn't it jet fuel that they use? Nah, they used to use jet fuel, but it was too flammable. So now they have like a hybrid type thing, um, which is almost like an E85, but specialized. Just just a little bit different, but it's just the, the, the way that it burns. You know, it's burning super quick. And that dude, Max, he went the whole race pretty much without pitting. He didn't pit until like the last 10, 15 laps of the race, which was, I think, 57 laps. Uh, but yeah, it goes by like this. It goes by like this, you know, and you don't think about it, but these guys are flying on the track, flying on the track. G-Force is like a motherfucker on the, on the corners, like just holding their neck up. And, and, and those guys lose... At least on the average, seven pounds, eight pounds in a race. Just driving around. Just driving around. Jesus. In the heat, dog. Imagine. Yeah, like, down here, too. Down here, water. Like, Whose idea was this? I mean, <laughs> it was Steven Ross's idea, and, and shout out to him, dog, because what a business move, man. What what? And, and you know, I, I was talking about this with uh, my girl's friends uh, from, co-work, from work. Uh, shout out to Christina and shout out to Rafa. Um we were talking about it and it's like what this dude has transformed this property to has been amazing because we had good owners before, right? Hazenga did things to improve the stadium and whatnot and improved them from what Joe Robbie did, right? And, and brought this, you know, baseball here. But what Steven Ross has been able to do with this property, um, not only with the Dolphin Stadium, but 
the Miami Open and, and how that's set up and, and how that looks, right? The training facility that's on the field, that's on the property now, which is beautiful and amazing. And you add a, the ability to host huge events and even put a Formula One racetrack around your, your stadium to entertain people and not only entertain people, but be able to host 300,000 people. 300,000 people. Like, on average, the crowd sizes out there for this weekend was 250. Damn, I didn't know that. That's wild, That's right? a lot of people. That's a lot of people. How do you hold that? And, and you, when you think about it, yeah, you can hold that in that property line because it is a huge property, right? What, what the stadium is sitting on is a huge, huge property. But, again, what Stephen Ross has done um, to uh, renovate it, make it look beautiful, make it be ex- accessible, make it be, uh, you know— just a, the the ability to host so many things there, it makes me kind of proud to have that in our backyard, dog. Because nah, it's a dope ass venue. It's a dope ass venue. <clears throat> Whether it's a concert or a music festival or you know tennis, F one football games. Rolling like, Loud is there. I totally yep, forgot that, yep, dog. Yep, they do it all there now, dog. It's wild, man. It's a good location. That dude has spent bread on on that, and oh, he's getting he all deserves the returns. it. He's, he's getting he's all the returns, bro. All of it, bro. He, he deserves it, man. And and more importantly, he's been reinvesting that money in the Dolphins, which has been great. And something that I heard on the Joe Rose show today was like, just just think about the conversations that we've had in the past between ourselves, right? We're like, these franchises are fighting for our love. You know, they're fighting for us to buy their merch and, and wear a Dolphin shirt and buy season tickets and pay for playoff tickets. You know, these guys are fighting for it. And what they're giving us is making it a really, really entertaining fight, man. Just just the excitement that's going on with these three teams and these three franchises is just wild. It's going to be a great, great summer. It's going to be a great, great football season. Like just a lot to look forward to, dog. really a lot to look forward to, man. Can't be mad, dog. Can't be mad if you're a South Florida fan. Not dog. yet. Not yet, at least. Nah, no. Nah. And uh, yeah, if you haven't gotten into F1 yet, man, this event will turn you into F1 for sure. You go out there, the vibes. They had, bro, they had two DJs. One spinning outside and another one spinning inside the stadium. So, like, you got entertainment, baby, this entire weekend. Uh, Miami knows how to party. I mean, and, that's one thing we know how to and, do. And F1 being down here was definitely a party, man. I, I can't. I'm glad I experienced it. Yeah, uh, hope I can out. do it again, dog. Stars were out, bro. The stars saw, were out. I, bro. I saw Pat Mahomes at the Kentucky Derby on Saturday and then pulled up on Sunday to the F1. Dog, Ocho Cinco was just walking around. Like a normal person. I saw you took a picture with Jonathan Vilma. Shout out to Vilma, dog. Hurricane legend, man. Vilma's the good dude, dog. Um, I've ran into him a couple of times before. And every time I run into him, it's always a good vibe, dog. He's such a cool, humble person. And uh, really loves South, you know, some Miami, dog. And he's always willing to put on for the for the crib, dog. So, um, yeah, man, he's a cool dude. So so is Ocho Cinco, dog. I feel like Ocho Cinco is a huge representative of the 305, man, you know. And, and for him to be as comfortable as, as these guys are, just shows you how much respect they have in with with the fans and normal people man yeah that guy said what's up to everybody you know ocho cinco and imagine me seeing him and his pearly whites i was like dog that's ocho and i was like what's up ocho <laughs> oh like if we were fucking best friends from back in the day he was like what's up man all right i'll see you later <laughs> like, let me in the paddock if you don't mind dog throw me a, a vip badge there if you don't if you don't mind dog but yeah it was it was dope man a lot of stars and i saw jeff bezos land and take off dog damn before it yeah private dog, come on it looked when you look at a helicopter and you can tell that that's not your normal helicopter, you're like, oh, that has to be somebody kind of important. Sure enough, 
I was like, yo, that's Bezos stuff. Did it have the little arrow on it? Nah, I didn't, dog. It was just all blacked out, but it looked <laughs> like a fucking, like a war machine. But I'm pretty sure that shit has a bed, a bathroom, <laughs> a walk-in closet on his helicopter. It's Crazy. Jeff Bezos, dog. But Crazy. yeah, I saw him land in the in the training facility and take off. As soon as the race was over, where like they did the podium stuff, he was like, I'm out of here. Uh, I'm not standing around for this traffic. Baby, we out. Let's go. Yeah. Rise here. Hell no. Nah. Ain't got time for that. <laughs> yeah, that traffic. To make. Yeah. <laughs> that guy was probably making money there, dog. Oh, always making money. Always, man. It was a vibe. It was a vibe, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a vibe, dog. But now oh, it's yeah. time. It's time. We've already been doing it out here for so long. Uh, we got to get ready to get a lot more content ready for these guys this week, dog. What we got? Uh, whew, We got Heat. Panthers, we also got some MMA this weekend. We got some boxing as well. Not big names, you know, but still entertaining. But more importantly, you got to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell another friend. To tell another friend. To tell one more friend to head on over to our YouTube channel and hit that subscribe button. Because then you won't have to miss out on the stuff that we're bringing you. Hit that notification bell and you won't miss out. Absolutely not, man. And until next time, peace. peace.